Let's continue our daily Bible reading uh, for this Friday, the 11th of February. And we're going to shift our focus from the New Testament to the back to the Old Testament. We've been in the book of Acts, the actions of the Holy Spirit working through God's people after the time of Jesus Christ. And now we're going to be in the actions of God's people before uh, the time of Jesus Christ. And we're going to go back to the, one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. Prophets being those who spoke for God, who said, Thus saith the Lord, the word of the Lord came to them, and they're speaking for God. Modern day preachers, if you will, not so much. Uh, soothsayers or predictors of the future, although sometimes they get prophecies about what would happen later on. But more often, like Jonah's called to do, to go and proclaim to people God's word. So here we are in Jonah, probably one of those books of the Bible that you would say in, in your Sunday school, you remember, hey, we studied about uh, Daniel and the lion's den and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego uh, in the fiery furnace. We did Noah and the ark and we did Jonah. Um, but like with many things, you and I as adults are going to dip into this a little bit deeper and see really the rest of the story that's, uh, that's accounted there uh, in Scripture. So let's do that as we get into Jonah. So Jonah is one of the minor prophets. Uh, you'll find him in your, in your Old Testament in the, in the shorter of the books of the prophets in, in the Old Testament. And we turn to chapter 1 for today. So you get the background of Jonah. Jonah starts out like the prophets do. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. The prophets were not to speak their own word. They were to speak God's word. Just as you and I to be focused on God's word, not on our opinion, not on our political bent or whatever that might be. Uh, my job, my role as a pastor is to shepherd and, and to keep that word of God in front of you. It's not my bully pulpit, my place to talk about my preferences or, or the uh, topics that I want to. I'm to give you the word of God and thank God for that. So notice as God comes to Jonah, God says to Jonah, arise. In an important uh, description here, arise is the word of, of resurrection. Arise is what Jesus did from the dead. Jonah's to go and to preach a word that's going to wake people up to show them life and to, and to make them to arise. But notice, uh, Jonah is sent to Nineveh, and we know a little bit about that city of Nineveh. It is not a good place, and the people there are not doing good things. But you see the heart and the passion of God. God sends Jonah there to warn them, to get them to repent, to turn back to them. Uh, if God was just going to pour down his wrath upon them, uh, he never sent Jonah there. But God reaches out to them, truly shows us the heart of God, who doesn't take delight in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn and come back to him. But uh, we find too, or we find here, that, that Jonah is certainly human. He knows the true God, but yet he doesn't always want to follow him. And for whatever reason, and, and we make our assumptions, but we will find out by the time we get to Jonah chapter 4, why Jonah really didn't want to go there. But it says, but Jonah rose to flee. He rose to get it, to try to flee away from God. And notice as he flees, instead of arising up to do the job that God called him to do, Jonah goes down. He goes down to Joppa. And that's a direction that you and I don't want to go. We're called to rise every morning. We're called to, to rise up and to listen to the word of God. But we go down oftentimes. We go into the things of Satan, into the things of the, of the darkness of this world. Instead of uh, uh, storing up our treasures in heaven, arising 
uh, we go down and we, um, uh, you know, we get ourselves uh, grounded in the things of this earth and uh, in the ways of, of this world. And oftentimes it drags us down. And Jonah tries to run from God. Uh, my lesson from Jonah is always don't try to play hide and seek with God. He always he knows where all your secret places are. But take that as something good. You and I cannot get so far separated from God that God can't find us. He always knows where we're at. Because notice verse 4, God loves Jonah so much. He loves Nineveh so much that even though Jonah is running away from him, um, God is going to stop Jonah and God's going to send him back. So it says, but God hurled a great storm upon him. Jonah tries to go down deeper into the ship. Look at verse 5. Um, he's going down more and more to try to get away from God. He's even asleep down there. Um, but uh, but soon the captain will come down to him. Look at verse 6. And the captain says the same thing to Jonah that God said to Jonah up in verse 2. He says, arise. God is using this well, for now, someone who doesn't know the true God, and, and God will use whatever means to bring us back and, and to call him back. And so he says, Jonah, arise. You need to pray to your God. Now, at this point, uh, they don't know who the true God is. Um, and then so uh, they, they, uh, they try to find out who's responsible for this storm, because in their way of thinking, someone had to be. And Jonah even professes who he is. He says in verse 9, I am a Hebrew. I know the true God of heaven, the one who made the sea and the dry land. And notice that, that through Jonah's witness to them about who the true God is, even though he's he's running away from that true God, uh, Jonah becomes a, a great evangelist because the people begin to believe in the true God. Notice in verse 14, um, they come and they call out to the Lord, the same Lord that Jonah knows. Um, and when they pick up Jonah and they throw him into the sea, it says, the men feared the Lord exceedingly. This is verse 16. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and they made their vows. So here's the thing. Jonah is one of the most successful uh, evangelists that the scriptures ever, ever hold. Keep that in mind because we'll find out more about that in, uh, in chapter 3 when Jonah finally does go back to Nineveh. And the people repent. It's amazing. Um, but uh, the people, the, the sailors, they throw Jonah into the sea. And God loves Jonah so much. He appoints, rather than allowing Jonah to drown there, he appoints a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And, and in really, in a, in a powerful way, to save him. Just as the uh, Noah and his family were all saved by that boat that God told Noah to build up and, and to, and it saves them through the waters. So God's going to do the same for, uh, whereas Noah was willing, uh, Jonah is not, but yet God is going to save him nonetheless because God's got plans for him and God truly cares about his world. Even those who are wicked and unbelievers, he wants them to come back to him. So there's kind of a quick overview of that first chapter of Jonah. Um, I want you to dig into it a little bit deeper. And uh, um, let's continue to study that as we read about the heart of God, that sometimes the willingness and unwillingness of you and me, uh, but God getting his work done. God bless you as you read.